Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the High Button Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Belanger. Today's episode is brought to you by ProLineStadium.com, Atlantic Canada's home field for great sports betting. The latest ProLine offers are here. You can earn up to $100 in tokens until December 31st. Spend the amount of $25 or more on a single wager on ProLine or stadium bets from December 5th all the way to the 31st of December and receive a $10 token that can be used on Fantasy. A total of 10 tokens can be earned during the promotion period. That's up to $100 towards ProLine Fantasy. Tokens must be earned by January 31st. Bet on ProLine all season long at ProLineStadium.com or download the ALC app. Must be 19 years of age or older. Please play responsibly. This next guest I am about to introduce has a long hockey career. This uh, this game of hockey has taken him around the world. Tim Cranston. Tim and I actually met this year. We stream his son's hockey games throughout the year. Um, and we just ended up having a conversation one day. And he was telling me about his resumes and, and where he's been and what he's done and who he's played for. And I was... Uh, you know, my, my jaw was on the floor. This guy's been around the world to play this great game of hockey. Uh, growing up here in Halifax, actually, he went on to the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League uh, and played for Shearbrook, and he actually played for Gatineau as well, becoming the captain there. Um, putting up 80 points in Hull, back then they were called Hull, uh, 80 points in 55 games. Uh, playing for Dalabit as well, putting up 30 points in 20 games. After that, looking at a pro career, I could go on and on and on about where he's played, but the majority of his success and what we talked about on the podcast was playing over in uh, Britain. Uh, not the biggest hockey hub I would have thought, but unbelievable stories he has from coming over there. He also played a pro year in Newfoundland, which obviously you're going to get some great stories from. Um, also on the other side of hockey, he was a sports agent uh, and represented a lot of players uh, on the Halifax Mooseheads back in the late 90s, early 2000s that I was a big fan of. Um, he was also introduced to, introducted, inducted, excuse me, into the British Ice Hockey Hall of Fame in 2010. Um, and he was the founding chairman of the British Ice Hockey Players Association. So Tim's done a lot for the game uh, over in Britain. He's done a lot for the game here in Canada. And it was just a, a fabulous conversation about uh, the game of hockey and where it can take you and the relationships that you uh, that you can make along the way. So without further ado, this is Tim. I'm Justin. This is the High Button Podcast. Here we go. You know what comes next. Mr. Tim Kranz, and welcome to the High Button uh, Podcast, sir. I'm happy to have you here. Uh, it's a treat, boys. Thank you very much. How's, uh, how's life right now? I know you're talking about Christmas. You must be busy. Yeah, yeah, busy time, but uh, good time. Just want to get at it, get ahead of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. because yeah. it comes in like a freight train, so. I was in know. the mall a couple days ago. It's just, you don't want to be there because you're going to catch a cold. One, you're spending money, too. It's just, all right, get it out of the way. Get to enjoy it. Yeah. Get ahead of it, like you said. That's right. Yeah. That's the key. Um, but going key. over your uh, your elite prospects and your stats, you've you know this game of hockey is a beautiful game because you get to travel the world, you get to meet some interesting people, and you get to become knowledgeable in uh, in a sport that's very very fun. Um, I guess you know I just saw you turn sixty. Happy birthday, by Thank the way, you. a couple Thank days you. ago. Thank you very much. Um, you know, sitting here now as a, as a grown man and looking back on the experiences that you had as a younger man, how how, how do you feel now? Just, you know, do you, do you feel grateful for everything that you've oh, experienced? Oh, definitely grateful. Yeah, it's, um, 
it was a quite the journey and uh it started young for me and uh but to get to see the places and get overseas and do different things that all, all happen you know it, uh, it's a treat That's you know awesome. basically so where did you grow up I grew up around uh, around the Dingle area, actually. Uh, okay. Yeah, just uh, uh, out this way, and um, yeah, I grew up there. And uh, at the time when I was uh, young, young, uh, I mean, Shabakto didn't exist. It was Armdale. It was actually called Armdale, and we played out of the Centennial. That goes back. That's like were the Hawks in the Centennial back no, then? No, no, no. It was no, just no. it was uh, Armdale. They they didn't the Hawks. Halifax had uh, had its own, uh, but back then it was out of uh, out of the form. The minor okay. Hawks for the Halifax, but okay. Centennial was Armdale. Okay, and then uh, and Spryfield Arena got built, and 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 then Shibakto came into being. Right, so it goes way back. That. Yeah, I didn't yeah, know that. yeah, yeah. Who introduced you to the sport of hockey? Oh gosh, I, I, I my brothers played. I got a couple of brothers, and they were they were into it. And I, I think it was that type of thing, right? I was always the little guy chasing them down. And you're was, the youngest, yeah, yeah. The youngest. And uh, yeah, it was more or less the the you know following in their footsteps. And yeah, that's great. Yeah, did did a, did a little bit of a. I've never seen you play hockey, but looking from your stats, you seem like a skilled individual. But growing up as a younger sibling, did you develop a little bit of roughness, a little bit of toughness, a little yeah. bit of grit? Yeah, yeah, definitely prided myself with, uh, you know, gritty, tenacious, kind of hard on the puck, you know, and uh, started out my skating. I, I, I kind of developed my own kind of stride as it went along. I started completely ankle skater i oh, i remember yeah. back yeah it was funny like a little water beetle out there but that <laughs> but uh that seemed to be my the way i developed a stride i i kind of was i i developed it i was a sprinter as well so okay. i uh i i kind of was run, a runner runner and skater all in one i yeah, got you yeah yeah so yeah. what aspect of the game came natural to you at first was it stick handling uh i i think it was i I just had a, 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 more or less a desire to put the puck in the net. I think that's how I could. I was tenacious. I wanted to finish the play and I wanted to score. Okay. That's, and I think everything developed for me around that. That ultimate. That was my goal. Was I got gotcha. Was to put the puck in the net. Did your brothers play hockey? Like, yeah. Who, they, who did you look up to? No, like, I, the, I, gotta... I looked up to my brothers. They were all in the in the thick of it around here. My my brothers uh, played junior A and and so on. And uh, I was following those guys. We had uh, back in those days. Two junior high was big. You know. I love uh, that. Yeah. I. I, I out of all my travels, uh, I I put experiences playing, you know, on a Friday night at the Centennial with Kennard right up there, right? Like it, it, in its own little context. Did you get to wear the suit to school? Did you guys have to wear like ties? No, we didn't. No? We didn't do that. But but Kennard was way ahead of itself back then. <laughs> like I mean, I remember half the team being in. Uh, uh, we took home Mac so we could have pregame meals and stuff like that really advanced that way and uh, of course the whole social 
cheerleaders and uh, and playing in front of your friends yeah Yeah. i mean it was really advanced when you think about it what was going on there on a friday night so i enjoyed that yeah those that's funny how those early memories of hockey you can go play pro anywhere in the world but just right in your backyard it's like yeah some of the best experiences right there i was similar with high school i had one year high school hockey just to this day one of the best years of hockey in my life. Yeah, no really doubt. Cool. It was fun too because, of course, in the, the the teams were always a little bit weaker. The junior high teams never had all the. So you got to go out there like a yeah. shark and, <laughs> and just light her up. Right? You go to school the next day. The teachers are shooting you with a bit more respect. Like, yeah. oh, I didn't know you did yeah, that on the like, ice. <laughs> yeah, all right. So it was good. That's good. awesome. Yeah, yeah. So just followed along there and, uh, you know, went through the Shabakto system and. And, um, but it was kind of, you know, I came out of that system pretty early, like right after Bantam, I, I made my move to, uh, Junior A, the old Metro Valley Junior A Hockey League. Uh, so I was only 14 playing for the Halifax Lions. So that was kind of a big jump back in those days because that was still a, we're talking 77. So, so it was still a kind of fairly brutal league. Wow. You know, in its own right. So you're playing, you're 14, you're playing against 16, 17, 18? Well, it was, it was almost like 20-year-olds back then. Like, it was almost exclusively 20-year-olds. Wow. Uh, um, yeah, with a sprinkle of uh, play Acadia uh, and have half the linemen from the X-Men show up for the playoffs kind of league. You know, it was wow. that type of era. Wow. Yeah. So what was the decision for the jump? Was it your parents saying you needed more challenge? No. Like my, what was the... No, it, I just, I was, it was me. I mean, I had really good years in Bantam. I, you know, I, I did a lot of good, you know, I had a good uh, second year Bantam, you know, provincially wise. And and um, I was just driven. I just, I just felt, uh, you know. I think my style of play had me in the box half the time in minor hockey. There was a there was a side of me that I was like, you know, I wanted to move on. I I so I I just I gave it a good go for trying out and things went great. You know, wow. so I never looked back really. Were the Lions at the Forum back then? Yeah, we were at the Forum. Al Hollingsworth was the coach back then, wow. and uh, yeah, it was. It's quite the quite the experience, yeah. Did you wear visors back then, or was it you just nothing, just the helmet? Just if that, if that. No, right, so yeah. back then, no one. Yeah. Well, I so mean, what did you wear when you were fourteen? Oh when you were up no, there? you just just the helmet. Just, Whatever the trader gives you. That's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they give you that era. Like the perspective was Jimbo, famous Jimbo, was just still playing at Dow. Oh wow. You know, in '77. So yeah, yeah. Because we played them. You played for Dal too. I played for Dal. What yeah. year would that have been? 80, 80, probably 82, 83. Wow. Yeah. And you're back in the wooden roof, the rink. Yeah. The old, the old rink. Yeah. No, 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 no. I, I do know that rink, but that they had the new, just built the new, the newer, the newer rink. Tell yep. you the truth in 82, 83. But the one that they just tore, they tore down yeah. like 10 years ago, that one. Yeah. That one. Yeah. With the wooden roof. Yeah. It has like, it's like there's wood all yeah, in the that, roof. Yeah, that's true. That's, that's right. That's right. Okay, I was thinking of the rink previous to that, to tell you the I truth. I didn't even know there was oh, a rink previous to oh, that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. A, a, a real burn. A real burn. Like oh, a, in the same location? Same location. Kind wow. of like a East, an old East Hans Windsor type burn. Okay. 
right? Wooden crawl down out of the stands type. Yeah, so that was before the one we're talking about. I yeah. didn't know there was yeah. another rink before yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. I just remember that dowel ring from the wooden roof, and the, it had a distinct smell from the roof. Yeah. The, I don't know what kind of wood was on the roof, but it, it just smelled. And yeah. when you walk in there, you just know where you're at right away. Yeah. No, I did that uh, for a year when I came out of uh, Major Junior. I, I, you know, was thinking about life, and uh, but I just, I knew I, I wanted to go play pro somewhere. I just, I didn't have, uh, I couldn't stay focused to, to just play yeah. university and that was it yeah at least you knew yeah you had to go yeah i've yeah. always wondered back like here and now you have the moose heads in the queue it's you know there's so many atlantic teams but back then there wasn't many and i know we've, we've talked to a couple trailblazers on this podcast that left and went to quebec but i'm always curious about back then and what swayed your decision to go okay i'm gonna go to quebec play major junior hockey and just see what happens because there's no social media. You can't look what it's like. No. You just, you just stories. Uh, like, how, how did you? Jeez, not at all. I mean, I, I again, there was the odd guy around. Uh, Darren Pickram would be a name. The odd guy that kind of went up and had, I knew about, had experiences up there in the queue. And um, they were with the Montreal Junior Canadians. And I, I, I again, it's something that was on my mind that, I, you know, I, I, I just was I felt the challenge that if they did it or, you know, nobody, I wanted to go really give it a good go. Now, you're right, in that era, so there was a scout around this area, famous, uh, uh, and he should be recognized for that. It was, his name is Donnie Matheson, and uh, Donnie was uh, from the Cole Harbor area, and he's responsible for a whole slew of uh, maritimers that uh, ended up in the queue in the O. And, uh, and, uh, he, he had, um, uh, lined me up with, uh, Sherbrooke that had a tradition for Nova Scotian players. No way. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, uh, guys like Kenny Johnson, these Cape Breton, a lot of Cape Breton guys were, came there and, uh, um, and, and so, yeah, I mean, but it was still the endeavor to get there. I mean, I was 16 years old and put my steer car, uh, skates and stereo in the car and drove without a map without a map without a map my own my old man just <laughs> said he just said get get the moncton and like keep going drive get to the top of new Brunton and take a left and, and <laughs> sure enough so that's what i did i mean i drove alone imagine you look at nowadays like 16, 16 years old you know, listened to Matt Minglewood for 12 hours straight <laughs> and, uh, and and drove to Sherbrooke. So what are you just pulling into gas stations and being yeah. like, where's Sherbrooke? Where yeah, they, where no, are they? it was, he was totally right when you got to the top up around Edmondson or <laughs> it was a left turn to Riviera de Lou, take a left and down the highway. And that's incredible. And eventually ended up in Sherbrooke and that's how it went, right? What and, a luxury we have now with our phones. You just type in the address. It'll take you, it'll yeah. take you anywhere you want to go. Yeah, no, that was a... Uh, no map. No map, just drive. 16. 16 years old, so. Was Bishop's University up there? Yeah, Bishop's. I went to, I did my grade 12 at Champlain College, uh, which is on the campus of Bishop's. Okay. And then, uh, and um, uh, went to, took courses the next year at Bishop's. But uh, yeah, Bishop's is there, yeah, in uh, Lennoxville. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I had a couple buddies that went up there. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, I, one thing I was looking at your uh, elite prospects, and I was kind of amazed by, is you were the captain of uh, Gatineau. Yeah. And when I think of a Quebec team, I think, okay, if a captain, you know, back then at least, you know, maybe the guy has to be bilingual. Do you speak French? I, I was not too bad. Not, okay. not too bad. I, yeah, I, you know, it's... How, well, the question is, how did you fit into that role as an English guy being up in Quebec as a captain of, of Gatineau, a pretty historic franchise? Yeah, yeah. Well, it was, I mean, it was set up because of the years before. I was in Sherbrooke two years, and, um, you know, I had pretty good success there and uh, was, uh, you know... Uh, Earned respect around the er, league. Yeah, I was the top 10 scorer in all-star game team, and, and, uh, and so it was just a... One of those, um, uh, when when the trade, like, it just reached a point, there was this new flux of coaching in, and I, I was just looking to do something different. So when Hull, um, uh, you know, came to talk to me, you know, uh, it, the, the coach was wanted me to be, a, you know, a, a leader for them, and, and that's how it really went, right? So when I went to Hull, that, that was... That was the my my role. You fit into it well. You liked it. Yeah, you yeah. You ran with it. Yeah, it was good. I I enjoyed those years. It was great. Some great players were around in that era. Yeah. So yeah, I, you know, it was that's great. Good stuff. I was wondering uh, things around here in the summer with like the the skates with Sid and all that. You know, they're they're famous. I was wondering what kind of skates uh, were like in Halifax in the summertime. Well, back we, in the day, yeah. Well, we there would be still a sprinkle. I mean, I mean, guys like Mike McPhee were still would be around in town in the summer. I mean, even Ricky Bonus was still kicking around in oh, the yeah. minors and stuff. So there'd be a whole assortment of guys that would find them. Like again, it wasn't an era of social media and cell phones, but somehow we just found found out. You know, found each other in a working working out. Like uh, we did a lot of good stuff out of Dal and Civic and that. Like you practice at Dal. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. A lot of lot of scrimmage and be, and there was always American League, you know, pro guys around too that stayed around the area in in the summertime, right? Yeah. The different uh, the Citadels and all of these guys. So there, we just found a way to you know ha similar to what they do right now. I'll tell you the truth. Oh They're yeah. Like the, you know, whatever pros are you know if they find a way people. F they, that that type of player finds a way to you know get themselves together and get a workout in. Did agents ever come into play with getting every, all the boys together? No. Like, all right, guys, look, Dalhousie, four o'clock. No, it, no. it was just the boys yeah, getting together. Yeah, it was just the boys. Yeah, yeah. There was no no organizing like you see now and stuff. Wow. Yeah. And the way I you know like we were talking earlier, when you want to travel for hockey, there's so much information now. If you want to do research on a team over in Europe, you can. You can call a buddy, ask some, you know, some stories. You can look at photos uh, on their Instagram and just get a, a feeling for what, uh, for what's going to happen. And for you to travel all over the world and, and go to Europe and play, let alone going to Shearbrook, that's a whole other thing. But going across the big ocean to the other side of the world, you yeah. know, where do you get your kahunas from? Well, I mean, it, it's funny. I, I, I got a spark from. The, the whole European thing it was goes it has to I have to trace it back right back to the 72 series tell you the truth in the whole Russian that impact of those that series team Canada and Russia I mean I was just marveled 
with the Russians and, you know, the skating and the, you know, uh, it, it always stuck in my mind that that was something I wanted to do was to go to Europe. Really? Yeah. So I, I had that always in the back of my mind. And, uh, and, and, and so I, I didn't pursue the, the pros here. I was, you know, I was asked to be in the, you know, certainly hook up in the minor, minor league as a starting point. I mm -hmm. look back and wonder like getting no agents or something i just i i i, I was offered a 50 game tryout or some some kind of contract you know with in the, the a yeah yeah, yeah. and it, claude Rell himself called me oh, no you know way. from the canadians no way called my host and i was just like yeah 50 game and, and I never <laughs> I never even thought about like oh yeah just do some time in the minors and yeah you know I I just was like no nah, I'm gonna go over to Europe any regrets on that decision nah, or you're happy with what you I'm did I'm happy with it yeah, yeah yeah I mean you know it was probably would be different if you had agents and that right yeah. because you know they same kind of player like the Gilmores and all these are the guys in the thick of it who where I was yeah but I just I just in my mind I wanted to you know I blame Tommy cool and actually Tommy got me lined up in Holland so I <laughs> I, I, I just you know Claude Rell called and two nights later I was on a plane to Holland wow yeah what was that first pro hockey experience for you going wow I'm a pro hockey player yeah, it was it was it was good. I mean, I had a I have to really say that the first feeling of a pro hockey player came playing in the Newfoundland Senior League. I really? I actually went there before I went to Europe. And um I mean, they take their hockey, Newfoundland takes their hockey pretty seriously and that old Newfoundland Senior League was, you know, it was a, a paid gig and uh and you know, it people bought tickets as hottest ticket in town like type of thing playing for Cornerbrook. so you got an experience of being a pro right like what it was all about you know like the idea that you know rain or shine you gotta you gotta play right and uh and and yeah europe just brought on a different dimension for that you know yeah um, yeah so you know you realize it, what happens there is you just you know you're forward you know they're paying you to score mm. right so you have to make certain adjustments like it you know you have to be on the board it's that simple you or it's a what are you doing for me now business yeah yeah you have to be you have to you know yeah. you have to score you have to be on the board I, I remember one time in switzerland i i had, i had scored three goals one game and i think i came was third in the league scoring and uh the board, the the board of the hockey team brought me in, and and uh, they I thought they were kidding at first. Just uh, it, they were actually I had missed a couple of breakaways too, right? In, in in this, but had three and I don't know five points or something. But they were genuinely asking me like how how can you miss like like how can you miss a breakaway? Like you're the profi. They called me the profi, like the professional. <coughs> and I, I thought they were joking, but they, it was like, they were, they were serious. Really serious. Like, we're paying you to, you know, like you missed a couple of breakaways. Like, what's up with that? Well, what's your response? I, I was just like, right, oh, yeah, man, yeah, geez, yeah. you know, I'll try to do better yeah, next time. Yeah. You know? The ice is shit. You know, Why don't you get what rid about, of it? <laughs> good job. You're third in the league. I thought you were going to say that. but yeah, no, you want to raise? No, yeah. no, no. It's just, 
So you learn, you, you know, it's a, I, I, it is really a, uh, a lot of North American players, Canadian players don't get that though. They don't like to this day, don't, uh, don't make like they're, they're rounded out in a different way and they, they do have production, right. And they do, um, but they, I mean, in some of those leagues like that, your job is to score. Like that's how you keep a job. That's literally it. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to dial yourself in that that's, you're going to live or die with that. So that was a interesting. Yeah. I bet. Yeah. I can't, we skipped over Newfoundland for a bit. What was the living situation like in Newfoundland? How close were you to George Street? And was it well, a distraction? Well, I, I was in Cornerbrook. Oh, Cornerbrook. Yeah. Okay, yeah, okay, okay. Just as, just as a sort of a Is there a George Street in Cornerbrook? Like oh, yeah. yeah there's, there's a couple. Every, every town in Newfoundland. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, it was great. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, in fact, uh, the, uh, they had a famous club called Tall Boys. It was uh, you know, like something like our old palace or Misty Moon, okay. right? Legendary spot. And I actually rented out the, it was called the band house. So it was all attached to that bar. So I had like the upper floor and then whatever band came kicking in in the weekend had the lower floor. So, so you can imagine that type of a setup. That's great. That's yeah. your first year pro hockey yeah, too yeah, in Newfoundland. Yeah. What an experience. Yeah, Did well, you have any buddies in Newfoundland? Oh too? yeah. Did to you? this day. Yeah. No, 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 nobody from here at that time. But, uh, I later, later there was how uh, I, I rejoined them on a, when I came back from Switzerland one mm. time, I joined up with them in 86 when we went on the Allen cup run. But, but back in those days, no, it was just, uh, I just, again, First time drive, you know, up to North Sydney, ferry, Port of Bass. No map. You know, no <laughs> maps, no storms, right? Trans Canada, Cornerbrook, really different. But that's crazy. Just tremendous uh, experience and people and hockey, great hockey. Wow. Yeah. There's a photo of you on Google and uh, you're carrying a two for a beer. <laughs> I was, but, yeah, do, that do I was have to bring show. it up or do you know Oh, no, no, it? You know I know it? that one. Okay, yeah, I was yeah, wondering yeah, what the yeah. story was behind well, they, that. Well, they, they, they would give that. that that's for winning uh, the man of the match. They, that was your present. What, what league? What, what? That was in Sheffield in the British League. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, you get man of the, so it's like yeah. an MVP of the game. You get a yeah. two for a beer. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> On the shoulder. Yeah. You just walk off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, that's great. Beer. You would yeah. rather that's good. Beer, right? It burn it off. Burn it off. Spread it around. The boys always have one of those, right? So. <laughs> Jeff sent me a, a clip of an MP3 file of a. a it sounded like a, a soccer announcer, but it was you scoring a goal. Yeah. And I was wondering if you could explain the the context behind his excitement. Yeah. Well, I mean, the you know that that particular uh, announcer he's well known in, in British sport uh, Bob Ballard but uh, um, yeah I mean the Brits take take their sport very seriously right uh, any sport they're the commentating is always like ramped point, up yeah. right and and th- that was particularly uh, ramped up because it was uh, uh, a pool in 92 um, and we won it, and that put Britain in in the A pool for the first time since 1964. So that that tournament, like, well, and then the next year in '93 in Bolzano, we we played in the A pool against Canada. Russia were in our group. Okay. And and so that that tournament was the first time since 
64 Britain had been in the A pool. That's a big deal. Man. Yeah. Yeah, since 64 yeah since wow. 64 yeah yeah that's incredible yeah so what was it that you liked about britain like the culture outside the hockey the people what, what oh was the people great yeah they're you know on really it was it was refreshing coming out of the you know the different german speaking you know you learn, like I played in Germany and Switzerland a few years, Germany, Holland, Austria, you know, um, just communication wise, you're, you're always, you know, nitpicking your way through the language in these places. But when you, when you get to the, and I started in Scotland actually. And when you, uh, you know, you, you you see the connections with Nova Scotia and, yes. you know, and, uh, so I, I felt that it was, you know, culturally and, and everything else, I, I really enjoyed it. That's great. Yeah. Um, Spangler Cup. Yeah. Yeah. You played in it. I hear, I hear some incredible things from that tournament. Yeah. From that, fans and player side. Yeah. It's, it's, it was unbelievable. It was 86, I think. I was playing in Germany, and uh, DeVos, the host team, is allowed to pick up five players uh, for that tournament. And uh, the coach, Ron Ivan, he actually got a, I was doing pretty good in Germany. And, and uh, yeah, he, he, uh, he gave me the call. And it was, it's, you know, it's, it's like, I don't know, the rush of doing that, playing in that was just tremendous, right? Uh, you know, so the Vos is, uh, you know, one of the best best resorts in the world, right? <laughs> you know. Never, I don't I've never even. Oh, yeah, it's like, it's hard to. You probably couldn't get any higher standard of that's first class first class you know five star first class swiss and you know the whole town is it's just a winter paradise in the rink and all the different teams and and um uh i was playing with i got you know john francois sauve played for buffalo was on my wing and no way yeah and uh, ross yates from new brunswick who played uh big uh played in the american league and did really well so it was you know you we had a great line and playing all these different teams right that's right. awesome yeah did yeah. you enjoy playing with new teammates or did were you a guy that got frustrated because there's no chemistry no no or no did you, you played well with oh, new players? yeah 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 chemistry didn't matter to me no no I just, you just, I mean, I wish I could see. Is there a video of things on YouTube? Probably. Yeah. I got to figure out the style of player. Yeah, yeah. It's just, you know, again, it, it all, all on my mind was production. So, for, you know, so I just, uh, that's kind of, that allows you to fit in pretty much if your mindset is that. Yeah. You make the best out of it wherever you're at. I mean, and you learn, like, even when you went to Holland, for example, some people could say, well, geez, you know, that's not a, that's like the, they'd say, well, that's a B country. Like in terms of, it's not Switzerland or Sweden or something, right? But it's, but what they miss though is, is that, yeah, it, so yeah, you're right. So instead of one goal a game, they want, they expect you to score three a game, right? It's sim I gotcha. simple as like, yeah. For, for an import, you're judged on your, you against the other imports you're not judged against the local guys you're judged on you know are you the best player on the ice against the other imports interesting because you know, they're spending the most money on you yeah they, they that's your competition yeah. 
I never knew. I didn't know. Yeah, that's how that works. That's how that works. And in Switzerland, places like that that are getting names off the, you know, you know, uh, every day new names popping open from pro in North America in the NHL and that. I mean, you, you know, like that's you're judged every day. Is it still the same way today? I you think? think so. Yeah. 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 That's good to know. Yeah. Interesting yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of pressure. Yeah. Oh, I'd imagine, especially being away from home, you know, just not having that someone to talk to, have the heart to heart. Yeah, no, know. no. Yeah, you're in a different world. You just put yourself into the whole, you're always preparing, always training, always, you know, getting ready to play. Stuff. Yeah. When we were talking uh, a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about the player agent side, and you were talking about some players you represented in the past that I was a fan of with the Mooseheads. Yeah. And I thought that was really cool. What, what, how how old were you when you went, oh, maybe I could dabble into this side yeah, of the game? Yeah, well, it was when I, you know, coming back from Europe, I, I got into the development side of the game, like training players. And uh, and it just kind of <coughs> built from the, it built, it was a natural build onto that. It's not like I was really inclined to do it. But it just kind of happened yeah, naturally? Yeah, just because you get, you know, eventually you're starting to work with good players and you, you train them up and then it's like, where are they going to go? Like, what, what's, you know. Oh, I so see you, what you're saying. You, what, what are we working for? Where yeah, like, go, you, yeah. so you get into the career side of it and then and then that becomes, you know, a whole beast in itself because you're just, you know, the real agency, you know, you're uh, investing in players and stuff and their training and your time 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 but it's real money like you're you know you're usually uh subsidizing gear training oh yeah, oh, yeah. you know it gets it gets you get in deep quick like horse racing oh yeah yeah how, yeah. But why? How's that your responsibility for gear if you're the agent? Well, Isn't it an agent's job just to represent? No, like, nah, you know, because sh- back then that's kind of you were, you know, that's how you 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 got involved, and that was a part of the expectation, really. Earn players' yeah. trust that yeah. way, maybe. Well, I think it was just part of the 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 service offering, really. Yeah, but you were always looking for sponsors and hooking up with the you know the companies and stuff like that. But you were you know. One way or the other, you had to you had to make sure your clients had what they needed. So cool, you know. Yeah, I, it was good. It was interesting. I mean, I started because uh, all the different connections I had around the world, I, I would just I started bringing uh, um, European players over to the CHL, Mooseheads included, and then. Uh, what and, year would that have been? In early two thousand. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 So guys like Peter Verano were my client and, you know, from the Czech, he plays, he plays. In, I remember Verano. Yeah. Got Verano. his autograph at Sobeys. Yeah, 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 yeah right yeah. on. So different, different situations and, yeah, uh, it, was, it was good. It was, I enjoyed it and did a bunch of drafts. You know, you're always flying the, you know, taking all the cli- different groups to the draft and all of that cauldron of stress there's the financial aspect of yeah, it yeah that's expensive flying guy players coming in from all over the world you've got to fly them in put them up in hotels and so and you're just you know it's a crapshoot some of them you know i did i did have quite a few kids drafted but but yeah i did that and you just reach a point though i uh, you know it was natural 
you're always under pressure there too, you know, because they, they you know, you can't play for the guy, right? You can't play for them. Like, you, you know, you can line up the opportunities, but ultimately they have to seal the deal with yeah. the, with their play. Right. And game's funny. Yeah. It doesn't always work out. That'd be a weird feeling knowing your fate's lying in someone else. Kind of. Yeah. Like you can do as much as you can to help the player, but at the end of the day, it's up to the player to perform it, the best of their ability. It is, and, and then all kinds of other things happen. You know, like teams, there's a rollover of staff all the time in the NHL, and, and if teams that drafted you or now changed their whole personnel, GM, scouts, and all that, before you know it, you know, you, you're... Do I know that guy? Do I have to form another relationship? But for How? the player, has no... Uh, not so much for the agent at that point, but for the player, he has no uh, connection he doesn't to know the people it. who drafted him are, are no longer there. They don't know who he is as a player. No. Like, okay, it's and a they're whole... looking to bring everything. Hockey's notorious for wanting to bring in their own their own players and their own identity. and, and Guys they've been with in the past. And that happens all the time. There's Players get uh, lost in the shuffle all the time like that, right? So, And you're, you know, that you're wearing that as an agent a lot of times when you're like, you know, that's out of my control, right? There's a whole new staff in there. And it's tough not to speak negatively about a whole situation. You know, you don't want to be the guy there just shitting on the system. Yeah. But it is the system. It's the system, yeah. Oh, yeah, I don't speak <clears throat> negatively on it. It's just that's the system, as they say, the business of it, right? So the business parts of it that you don't can't control, you know, can cost you can cost a lot of time and money and relationships and it's just out of your control what was one thing that you think you did really well with uh bringing offers to the table like what's one aspect of your personality that you thought okay great i'm, I'm, I'm okay at this yeah just you know again i hard work you know hard work and you know track you know making connections to people especially when they come in, swing in town and the, the different scouts and, uh, you know, a lot of work, though, you know, uh, tracking them down and when they're in town and, 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 you know, playing the role to get to know them and, yeah, yeah, yeah. just making relationships like that. But it, it, it works out, like, you, you have to do it. Right. But it's just it's amazing. like you, you think back. As, I think back as some of the stuff I did, uh, you know, say even on draft day, I, I don't I couldn't imagine ever. What did you do? Well, like there's a point in the draft when you're sitting with players that haven't been drafted and the pressure at this stage like is and, and so <laughs> your only choice at this stage is you sit there and die a death or you get right down like i remember going down on the floor like you you can actually go down you can't get on the floor where the teams are all sitting but you can get next to it go to the boards go to the yeah. boards yeah. and uh yeah you c there's there's couriers and there's 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 staff that are working the tables and pass a note no oh yeah i did the, yeah. i did that and and that you know that's crazy stuff right so you're trying, uh, you know, getting somebody's attention with a note over here, and then you're, yeah, you're you know, working re deals. Remember, remember that, you know. Yeah. And you, yeah. There's no texting. No, no texting at that point. They're just you notes. 
I, so. I was at the draft in 2019 in Vancouver. And uh, you know, my, me and my business partner dudes were there. And you're watching some of these guys that are supposed to go first round. And it's like the third round. And you just look over at them and they're just, you, uh, feel, you feel for them. Yeah. You just. I haven't, I don't know. I was trying to think of an experience that I could match with that. I, I, it's hard to say. I think it's so unique that cauldron that that when everybody comes in there and bellies into that draft, you know that I'm not sure. Maybe a finals of an exam or something. Like, is there that much yes. pressure? Well, it's interesting how the kids coming up, like everyone's telling them, you know. Yeah, yeah. You're great. You're and don't worry, buddy. You go first, second round. Yeah. You're gonna be fine. That's a real shot of reality. That draft oh. for a lot of them. Because their whole life coming up, yeah, yeah. in band and peewee, yeah, oh, they, they the... had to try out and make teams. A lot of them, obviously, they never really had a problem with that. Some do, but not really. But that day is a day of of reckoning, yeah. right? And like you say, how easy it is to slip, right? When once you start, you know, once you start factoring in all the players in the world that are eligible, you know, on a given on yeah. that day. Yeah. Right. Like uh, you know, like Europe and well, that everywhere. happens. I'm not high gonna... school in the yeah. U.S. and and all the relationships that are on the floor. Like there's you know, U.S. guys are usually pro U.S. guy. Western guys are usually pro Western. Ontario, so on. And you're you're just you know you you realize how quick you can slip yeah. out of the picture. And like Detroit randomly drafts a guy from like Kazakhstan. You're like, what? Yeah. Like who's this guy? He yeah. doesn't even have a. Yeah. Like, how many times do you see that? You're watching the draft on TSN, and they don't even have highlights of a player. No, I know. It's just who? Yeah. Or the high school kid out of yes. the U.S. Uh, Kale McCarr was that guy, kind yeah. of. Yeah. Later, it's like, who? And then it obviously worked out. But, yeah, yeah I couldn't. It's, it's so many emotions. You're pissed off. You're frustrated. Yeah. you got to be yeah. patient. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's, yeah. That's a good example, though, like a, an exam, like a test. Depression. Yeah, like, that's yeah. what it felt like. Yeah. Yeah, that's good stuff. Well, it's cool that you got to experience all these sides of hockey. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was, you know, interesting uh, uh, when I thought I was even finished or going to retire. I mean, I then had got my British passport, and that kicked in, you know, unexpectedly four more world championships with Britain, like, right? So, you know, which was, that was, you know, and when you're in that and in a couple of Olympic qualifying tournaments and, 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 uh, yeah, you got to really, I was right at this, uh, like when the USSR and all that split up and all those satellite countries came out of nowhere, Latvia's, the Lithuania's places you never even thought about, you know, even a Slovakia when, when, but I, we met them all. We, you would play them all like, uh, in different qualifying tournaments and even the, all their NHLers like an Urbe would come back for Latvia or Peter Bondra would come back for Slovakia. And, you know, you, it was, it's quite something, right? You know, what a sport. Yeah. You know, you got to see all of these different, you know, that, that was, that was pretty cool. Yeah. And now you're on the side of the parenting. Yeah. You're a hockey parent. Yeah. Hockey you're on the other side of it. Up there with the coffee. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Up you there know, with the coffee. Checking it out. Yeah, I like that. You, you like the the hockey parent side? You yeah. don't. It is. It just. It is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I was. I'm involved with coaching, or I was, anyways, at minor. Yeah. Um, 
um, this year I'm on the minor. I'm just happy enough to be up there with a coffee. It's <laughs> it's good, right? Uh, you know, and I still do other stuff in the spring and and so on with with different teams and that. But uh, yeah, I I don't mind. Uh, there's definitely a bunch of wing nuts out there. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 In every aspect of life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The hockey has a way of focusing all that in one building. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I don't, I don't have any kids, but I, my brother's six years younger than me, and I remember going to watch him play when I was younger, and just having a family member out there play. It's you just, I don't know. It's just a, it's a different experience than going as a fan. Yeah. Just having blood on the ice. It's like, ah, oh, you're representing. I don't know. It's just you want to give the best advice. You just want to make sure that uh, I guess the, the, your your son or your cousin, your brother, whatever's playing to the best of their ability. So there's definitely a, a different element to it. I think. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. No, it's true. There's that, and then and then there's also when if you've been a coach of say your son, too, and that you know it, it's nice to not do that. Mm. To be honest with you, mm-hmm. because you know you're always being accused of favoring your son right it's just natural right for people to to that's just hockey they, mm-hmm. there's always an angst you know but when you're not doing like and i always felt you know you know you're cutting yourself your son off because you're you know you're not really you're 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 divided i so i i enjoy just having just sitting back and watching it's good yeah you know i i i mean in great respect to everybody that does do it. I mean, coaching and it's, I just, it's good to sit back to. That's great. I don't yeah. think a lot of people could say that, like knowing all the knowledge you have and all the experience you have with the game of hockey and not just want to share it, but just to be able to sit back, relax, enjoy it, give a pointer every now and then. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Cause you can't overdo it. You can't, um, you know, uh, you can't push, push the, Things are going to roll out the way they roll out right. to me, ultimately, right? Fair Back enough. Back to the player, has to play, right? Yeah, good stuff. Gotta, gotta. They have to find the passion. You know, you're not going to drive them. You can't drive that. So, that's that's all. Kind of an unfair question, maybe not. But out of all of your hockey experiences, what do you think is your? What's the top notch? Jeez. <sighs> I mean, that is a tough question. I know. I'm sorry, but I yeah, had to ask. Yeah, yeah, like, I'm looking yeah. at your DV this morning, and I'm like, what the hell? Yeah. What's his, like, he's yeah. been through every, he's done it. Yeah. I, I'd have to put winning the Allen Cup wow. with Cornerbrook, you know. Wow. You know, that's the first Newfoundland team to win it and, and, and got named the, you know, I think the eighth greatest moment in Newfoundland sports history. No way. When we did it. Um, I think that was, that was pretty, I'd put that up there. Um, I think winning the world B pool, you know, that, that whole thing, you know, was pretty good. So yeah, it's good stuff. You know, I, I probably float around the Allen cup. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's something. I mean, there's been a lot, a lot of stuff, right. But I'd imagine a lot of different championships along the way. So, you know. I mean, there's been a few British titles that were good at Wembley. So that's where we had it, right? That was, you know, which was uh, famous in itself. Wembley Stadium. Wembley Arena. Arena. The the stadium's right next door. It's all one big complex. But, 
Wow. Um, but that was kind of cool, a famous Wembley Arena. Did you get to go see any concerts at Wembley oh, yeah, Stadium? Yeah. Did you see Queen up there? I think I did see Queen up there. At yeah. the one like where he's in yeah, the white, yeah, white yeah, beater? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I've seen a lot, the, you know, Stones, Elton John. I mean, you know, a lot of big uh, wow. concerts. Yeah. Pro hockey, you get to be in a lot of arenas, and a lot of concerts are in a lot of arenas. And sometimes the artists go into the hockey dressing room to get like, oh, ready. Yeah. Did you ever run into anybody? Like, did you ever run into a famous artist? Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, Brian Adams. When, oh, he, when he was, you know, he had a connection actually with his sound. One of his technicians was from Sheffield, so that that was good. And uh, and um, you know, and I actually uh, had a sports bar with Def Leppard. Uh, were my partners you were like part owners yeah get uh, the uh, uh, yeah are you serious uh, yeah yeah uh, uh, so the two uh they're from sheffield and i had met them through uh through people there and uh, we uh, we opened up a, a sport bar together no way yeah so that was pretty cool and then i went on tour with them one time the you and bring it up now. Yeah. Wait, wait a second. What, yeah, you went on yeah, tour? Yeah, well, just when we were all, like, dude, I was down in Chicago with them at the Ritz and Get all out. this kind of crazy stuff, right? That, that was pretty cool. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Hockey can take you to some cool places. Yeah. Pro hockey gets you in the door. Yeah. Gets you in the door. Yeah, yeah. So that was that was really good. Yeah. That's yeah. incredible. Yeah. So some pretty cool stuff. It seems like you're an individual who, who really understands relationships and knows a part of this business a part of this game is just forming relationships and making sure that they stay strong yeah you, how, how often in the run of a year do you call like a teammate from newfoundland when you won the allen cup like how often do you well it's surprising we we are still guys float around there's guys that i played with you know 40 years ago that are still you know uh in my life type thing so yeah i you know, I, I, I do consider that a big thing. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Do you still play pickup? You play like on a Sunday no, morning? No, I don't. I don't. I, I, I don't. I did, I did do a workouts. I, I would kind of show up on a, on a lunch hour at the, at the BMO. BMO. Oh, BMO. Okay. Yeah. 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 You could just sign up on a list. Yeah, I'm there every now and then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just come in there like a lone wolf, right? No one really knew you. You just got out there and. You still got it. You still can. You still. You still yeah, got it. Probably. You definitely probably. still got yeah, it. Yeah, probably. Probably got some <laughs> bang went in uh, here and there, but but then that's you know it it was just tough time wise to and it's really tough to commit to any regular oh nighttime. It didn't make sense, right? I'd only be doing it for the workout. Yeah. More or less, that's how I would look at it. Cardio. I mean, there were, you, and that's just hockey's hard to do that. Yeah. You're always in recovery for a start, but the late night stuff I could never do. Like you see, yeah. some guys are at rinks until eleven thirty and stuff. I love the lunchtime skate. I go yeah. at Centennial. Yeah. Lunchtime hour and a half. Yeah. Fifteen be, bucks. Yeah. Patty Hollis skates. Yeah. 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 Well, don't. You know, I don't want too many people going. It's a good, you got a good crew. Yeah. I guess everyone knows about it, but Patty keeps it in check. If you're not, you know. Oh, yeah. If you're not invited back, you're not invited back. Kind of thing. But no, <laughs> yeah. it's a great skate. It's a, it's yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah. Patty and I go back. Oh, do you? 78, we played together on the Halifax Lions. Tough as nails. Oh, yeah. 
He yeah. used to train me back uh, back in the day. Just, yeah. Boys run up Citadel Hill, come down, run up again. Just he'd, oh, he'd, yeah. he'd whip you. Oh yeah, I used to. Well, I used to do some training back in the junior. I was training in the. You know, I used to train with Ralph, not not me with like, but in the same. Yeah. I get in the ring, but uh, um, you know, Patty would come in too and spar with him. It was quite the something oh. to see that back then. Wow. Ralph was Canadian middleweight champ, and uh, Tom Mulkuski was his trainer, and Patty would give her. Give oh her yeah. <laughs> as long as he could last, but Ralph is, you know, our Rocky, right? Rocky. Where did the boys train out of? That was at the Legion. That was at uh, uh, Legion down on Sal almost Salter Street. Uh, right downtown. Sal okay, yeah, like downtown, downtown. Downtown, yeah. In the basement there. There was a Legion there? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Old school place. Is that like the whole, the whole hockey crew would work out there? Uh, no, I, I mean, I was... No, I just was something I... You just went there? ...did to keep an edge, you know, went and I knew they're you know, family, friends, the Hollets. And uh, so I went there and um, Al McGinnis used to actually, when he was playing for Kitchener, would come up, find himself in there too. I don't know. Oh, yeah. yeah, it was strange. Wow. Because, yeah, he's out in Cape Breton, yeah. Port Hood, yeah. Port but Hood. He, he somehow, come to the city. Yeah, he come into the city, still playing for Kitchener Rangers. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, they were... Good stuff. Yeah, back then it fascinates me how people in the summer moved around to train for hockey and just the ice time. And it, oddly enough, I'm just interested in it. Just knowing back then all the legends that come from this part of the world that played hockey and how everyone came together. Because they do it now and it's such a legendary thing, the Crosby skates. Oddly enough, just back then it fascinates me. But yeah, good no, stuff. it's true. It's true. We just we had the same kind of group. I just figure a lot more information was passed along. Like I feel like everyone was trying to learn from everyone back then yeah. because you just couldn't go look at it on the internet. That's just my thought process on it. Yeah, but it, 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 the point really, though, is it, it, you'd be surprised how many pro guys are around this area in the summer. Yeah. Well, this you job's know. taught me that. Yeah. yeah, friends of this, of that, of who's in town training yeah. at any given time. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. What kind of curve did you use? Uh, I don't think we had patterns back then, right? Oh, so, Jesus, yeah, Justin, my apologies. Yeah, <laughs> no, it was the old, you know. Just give me whatever you got. Heat, well, it was a heat that sucker up. And oh, yeah, put, yeah. Put your foot on her and give that. I would say it's, I I would say nowadays it's probably similar to a P29, I would think. I don't, P20. Even, know, I don't even know what no, that is. I just no. go, it's Crosby or it's a... Yeah, he's a P29. Yeah, yeah. P29, there yeah, you go. Yeah, and then... A little more toe is a P28. Okay. So I would say a P29. So when you go to Gatineau and you roll in there in the summer, how many sticks are they giving you right off the well, bat? Well, it's like funny training you should camp. say that. Before that, though, when we played in Sherbrooke, uh, Sherwood uh, Factory yeah. was there, which was amazing in its own right because we would go there as a team, and in the whole, yeah, that's where you get your custom sticks made. <laughs> Like dozens and dozens, endless. Were they printing your name on it? Oh, okay, but but on the ceiling when you walk in there, where all the original blades from like Guy Lafleur would be hanging from the ceiling, no. or whoever used a fifty thirty or feather like like all the models of Sherwood 
which was, you know, a big time, big stick back in the, you know, in that era in the seventies, yeah. yeah. right? Eighties. So Even yet, early nineties, like two thousands. Yeah, yeah, so just picture that though, going in a, a, it's like a museum. I'd imagine. A real working museum though. I wonder if it's still there. I don't know. I, I think they sold, they, I think, I think they sold that. I think wow. they sold that, but, but back then that, that, so that you go right into the place where they made your sticks. So, so there's no heat gun back when you're in Shearbrook. They're actually like making it for oh, you yeah. in the factory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you have any of those sticks still? No, uh, no, I don't oh. have any of those. No, no, I wish. That'd be great. Yeah, it was nice. You could get those nice 5030s back then. What's a 5030? 5030 was a, uh, actually uh, Lafleur used that 50. It's a, uh, Is it a curve or it's like a no, flex? No, it's, it's a, like a three-ply would like the oh, way they did it very it. light back then beautiful just beautiful right but i remember one time uh, uh, Sir, i played with a guy serge Boivere, got drafted by the canadians and that and uh, in his rack was like he had 18 sticks in his rack yeah. what when i came there 18 was, sticks yeah, yeah. just because you could right so, so so you and Shearwood, you guys were just cool like they would just hook the boys up you guys like boys as, up. as many sticks as you guys yeah, want let's go yeah. Take some home for the summer for a your big friends. Daytime summer. Yeah. Daytime yeah. summer. You come right. home with the tape. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, it was good. That's awesome. Yeah. I love hearing that stuff. Yeah, yeah. How, sorry, but when I, I, I was in, like, I was peewee, like, young when I used the wooden stick, and I hated the the, the heel would split. Yeah. Did, 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 did it split for you back then? Like, what was the tape job like? Did you tape around the heel so it wouldn't split? Or you didn't care because you had as many sticks as you wanted coming in? Yeah. But how often did it split is my question. Yeah, like how many that's games a good question. I, I, I don't think I was ever bothered with something like that. Because you just got a new one. Yeah. 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 It was endless supply. So I don't uh, think you even worried about that that was always a debate with me and my old man i'm like dad come on like it's split the heel i need a new one it's like no you got like a four more games left in it but yeah like the thing is just split and you're just but now these sticks now you're just years you can get out of them at least if you play just beer league but the sticks now crazy yeah nowadays it's the the cheaper model of the those sticks it, the toe goes yeah the toes they're so thin yeah they split but the heel's great yeah yeah you're righty, lefty. Lefty. Oh yeah. Yeah. Draw. Like centerman, winger. Yeah, center. Center. Yeah. Pride on the draws. You good on your backhand, or you better on your forehand? Uh, just uh, different times, different. Whatever it takes. Uh, all different combos. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I used to like to pull, let the guy think he had the, he won the draw, yeah. but I was actually circling in behind. Oh, just like a little. Yeah, just a little him. circle pattern. Yeah. He think he won it clean here, but I was like coming back this way. Interesting. Underneath him. Interesting. A lot of guys couldn't handle that one. You just like let him think he's winning, then you go right behind him. Yeah. Yeah. And your focus is behind. He and his focus is out there, and you're you're really geared up for a kind of like a little circle. I got you. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. Not bad. Chop the hands off was good too. Yeah. <laughs> back then, they don't call that back then. No, eh? geez, they just no, let it go. No. <laughs> uh, we could get away with a lot. Oh, I'd imagine. <laughs> like I, I always say, during the pandemic, they showed those games on Sportsnet from like the seventies and the eighties, and you just some of the things these guys get away with. You just how? Uh, it just it's a different. It just looks like a different game completely. I remember playing the. We had a guy on our team, uh, Rick LaRock, his name was, 
and uh, we were playing the Montreal Juniors. They had the, back then they had the three Denny's. They were called Denny Savard, Denny Sear, and Denny Tremblay, and they were all born on the same day. <laughs> all played minor hockey together, right? So Sear, Savard went in the first round. Sear went in the first round. NHL. He went to Calgary, but this Laroque, anyways. In the warm-up, he, that's when they had to bring in a rule, a center ice rule in the warm-up. He could, but he did the like the slap shot type of thing. Yeah, I know. He yeah. just drift right over that line, right over. No, it's just hooking guys. Like, just. Any relation to George? Laroque? No, no. No? Different no, guy? No, different guy. Wow. Quite the quite the character this guy they had to, they had to bring in a rule for him alone oh yeah because he would just drift right over and sucker guys right going through in the warm-up right? so you know you got to see a lot of they're quite oh vi- violent, i couldn't imagine quite violent couldn't imagine some of the things in hockey history that just weren't captured on video oh yeah yeah that's why we like doing our job you know we love video we love hockey we love making memories it's yeah. What we do, you know? Yeah. It's good stuff. That's great. It's awesome that yeah. you're out and around, seeing, catching all the yeah. maritime gang. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. It's a, it's a good business model. We we work hard at it. And the hockey, it, it's, it's the old saying, if you're good to hockey, hockey's good to you type of thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. It's the business model. Yeah. Some good people around, yeah. Yeah. So where do you focus all this uh, hard work and energy now? You said your whole career you, you you focused and you got to places through hard work. Where do you focus that hard work now? Yeah, and it's a lot laid back now, but I'm just just happy enough to follow my son around. You know, seeing in his different sports, hockey's one of them. Yeah. You know, he's he's a character. Proud father. Yeah, proud father. Watching him go. You know. Awesome. He. Uh, He's a good paddler too. Oh yeah, so, yeah. That Masqua? Uh He's at Benook. Okay. So uh, all of that kind of stuff, but the hockey's full on travel. You know. Yeah. We're down in the states, all over the place now. So. Do you ever run into like a buddy like I oh, used to play together? When yeah. You're down- oh oh yeah. yeah, you do. That's the best. Yeah, yeah, that happens still. Yeah. The yeah. best. Yeah. Oh yeah. There are guys are everywhere, right? So, everywhere. Yeah. So. It's a great game. Yeah, it is, I have to say. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Tim, I want to thank you for coming on uh, the podcast. You were a great guest. Ah, great stories. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we could we could go on, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. We'll have to get you back on. We see you at the rink all the time, yeah. so we'll get some more yeah, stories mustered good. up and we'll get you yeah. back. Guys, thanks for having me and wish you guys all the best too. I appreciate that. Thank you. All right. All right. Take care. Everyone listening, thank you very much uh, for tuning in. This is coming out Monday, so beginning of the week, work hard, have fun, do what you got to do. Merry Christmas, happy holidays, and we're out. Peace.